Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. We're talking to Howard Tallman. It is sponsored by CareerVision.org. Howard is the journal managing partner with G2T3V and, of course, writes an article for Inc.com. It was published today, and it's titled Terrible Tech and Untrained Staff for Customers. This is the worst of both worlds. But to dovetail, Howard, on what Robert Sherman was just saying, you had sent me an email of a bunch of Hollywood celebrities who believe that they have the power to influence Hamas and releasing hostages. I find that kind of silly. Well, it was yeah, it wasn't that they were they were calling on Biden to release them like Biden was holding them. I mean, it was just the most foolish thing. I mean, they you know, this reminds me of there was an old Ben Affleck movie where they pretended they were producing a, a film and they helped get some hostages rescued or something. I don't know how many years ago that was. But uh you know, look, this is this is unbelievably sad. There's still several hundred hostages, and I think that all of the countries, the U.N. included, should just all get together and say, we're not doing a thing until these hostages are released. But it's not going to be because, you know, Amy Schumer thinks they should be released <laughs> or that Justin right. Timberlake uh, is on the case. Yeah, the other thing, I and I know Robert, I'm, you know, I spent some time with him when I was speaking for Star in Texas, and he's a tremendously smart guy. He mentioned this fuel thing, and, you know, the IDF just sent around a picture of, like, I don't know, 20 or so giant tanks of fuel sitting in uh, Gaza, which would, of course, fuel all these hospital generators and all the stuff that the U.N. keeps saying, oh, they're going to run out of fuel if... We don't let more fuel go in there. Hamas has tons of fuel. They use it for the rockets that they continue to shoot into Israel. So, um, in fact, I don't understand. I mean, the IDF sent this picture around. I think basically what they were saying is either the U.N. should ask for this fuel or the next time we bomb something, we'll bomb all this fuel. Mm -hmm. But, look, this this is a sad, awful situation. And I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I mean, I think what he also quoted the... the, you know, the head of France. And I thought that was a interesting suggestion. The whole world came together to fight ISIS. These guys are no better, uh, the Hamas. And, you know, I think they need to get in there and they need to just go after them. And frankly, the Palestinians should be happy to be rid of them, too. That's that's what the leaflets are all about, I think, right. which is to say, you know, if these guys are hiding in your uh, attic or something, you need to turn them in. I realize that you don't want to, you know, they don't want to be killed themselves. But if they don't rid themselves of Hamas, I mean, they'll be back in the same situation they've been in. And, and you know, the, the joke is the Palestinian administration, they're also corrupt. I mean, all this money that has gone in from all these nonprofits, uh, you know, they drive Mercedes and they, you know, they have a wonderful time, except... You know, two million people are starving because they're the they're the just ordinary folks. So I don't know. I You know, there's not going to be an easy solution. There's not going to be a simple answer. I mean, I think Biden is doing a really amazing job of statesmanship. And there was an article that came out today saying, can you imagine what it would be like if Trump was in charge right now? And, and nobody can even imagine what it would be like because it would be so completely goofy. I mean, 
he's sitting in court in trial in New York. And in the meantime, he's tweeting that the guy they picked for like the fourth attempt to find a speaker, uh, he now hates him. Last night he loved him. Today he hates him. So, uh, you know, he he thinks they should reject this guy because I think, frankly... And actually now Tom Emmer is worried him. about getting the votes because of that one post by Trump. He's, yeah. he's like, now yeah. I've got more work cut out for me. Well, for sure. I mean, he's not, you know, t- truthfully, I mean, I think they know that he needs about, you know, 25 or 30. He's got about 25 or 30 opponents in his own party. But frankly, you know, if he agreed to get rid of this crazy rule that any one person can hold up the whole government, and if he agreed to some funding for the Ukraine and, you know, uh, maybe uh, honoring the deal that McCarthy made with Biden way back when about the debt stuff so we didn't have the whole economy crash in three weeks or whatever it is. I mean, I think the Democrats, they've already said they would help out. I mean, so it's its really a question of when are they going to come to the realization that uh, they need to work in a bipartisan fashion, even if a few of these lunatics, you know, think that's the worst thing in the world, because those lunatics are driving the, the country into the gutter. I mean, it's a very, very tough situation. So. And there is still some thought that maybe Kevin McCarthy would come back. And if he came back, would he remain? Would he allow that rule to remain intact? Where they would still well, have power to bounce him with? I mean, you know, he. I mean, he would be insane. It was. It was insane for him to give him that power to begin with. You know, you would think he would learn his lesson, but the guy is so shameless. And and for sure, I agree with you that he would love nothing more than for all these people to beg him to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, and the truth is, I don't think the Democrats would take one step forward to put him back in because. You know, he was the guy that didn't honor anything. I mean, that's why I think they didn't come to his aid. And, you know, he continues. I mean, every press conference he he does, he continues to say those eight crazies, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Gates and, and the crazy eights, plus all the Democrats and the Democrats basically didn't do anything. They, You know, they were like, this is the Republicans problem and let them solve it. And, and I think we're just going to see more of the same until there's some Republican group who goes to the Democrats and says, you know, we'll have a vote and we'll either, I don't think they'll elect a Democrat, but I think they would elect a reasonable Republican if there is such a thing anymore. And, look, something's got to be done. You know, they, they were, you know, look at what's happening in the world. We need a Congress that is functioning and it simply well, is not sure. functioning. No, that's absolutely sure. And, and we need financing. We need somebody to address, you know, there's, there's all kinds of bills that have to be passed. And, you know, and this is the other joke. I mean, they, you know, they constantly, the media is constantly counting down like there's 14 days. And then when you look at the real calendar, you realize that they take their weekends off and they go home right. and they, they work three hours a day for two days a week. And, you know, every time they set this crisis up so that they can get on, you know, Fox News or whatever and say it's a crisis. But, I mean, the country is sick of this. I mean, the country is just sick of the fact that we're going to have another three weeks and then they're going to say the world is going to end again and you're not going to get your Social Security check. I mean, I'm just fascinated by how much of the Republican story these days is just so different from when we were growing up. I mean, to think that the Republicans would be threatening Social Security or Medicaid or Medicare. I mean, it's it's just wild. And and the truth is, they're threatening everything. It's not, you know, they don't, it's not like a policy thing. It's just that they want to destroy everything that's out there for the sake of nothing 
getting done. And at some point, the country is going to have to, and I hope it's before 2024. But, you know, we've got to figure I mean, it we out. We also have, yeah, we do have to figure it out. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. I was scared. I, I was honestly scared, Lisa, that the pressure for figuring it out would be so strong that they would actually suck it up and put Jordan in there. But thank God they didn't do that. I mean, I think he is probably one of the worst human beings in the world, you know, so. <laughs> Howard, anyway. I, I love how real you are. You just laid out the line the way you see well, it. I appreciate listen, you jumping I, on I today, but we're already out of time. All right. The last thing I want to tell you is that Rom yesterday did a talk with uh, a guy from Cranes, uh, Jim Kirk, at uh, in honor of the Cranes 40 for uh, 40 under 40. And he was his old self and he was fire. He was just fabulous. Oh, so, my gosh. And is yeah, he still in town? in town? No, he's gone. He's, he went to do a podcast with Conan O'Brien and he's headed back to Japan. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Howard Tolman, General Managing Partner of G2T3V and one of the most connected people I know. Steve's News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago's very own WGN.